It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. I... Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. I'm laughing here. Pardon me. <laughs> I was distracted when I was trying to do my portion of the update. So I'd read something. We we say all the time, show prep is everything. Mm-hmm. You're doing it even when you're here. And mm-hmm. I was reading in the break right there, and I just I had I was distracted. <laughs> I started to laugh. I apologize. I'll get to it in not sports in a couple of minutes. Six fifty three. You talk about a fast first hour. I mean, was with zero football talk, that might have been the fastest first hour in talk radio history, right <laughs> it, it, it there. It gives us hope till spring football, right? And we didn't even talk about Cam Newton's fight. Oh gosh! And you know the biggest, the biggest contention around the country. <laughs> Not that there's a lot of it about the Cam Newton fight is how his hat stayed on. That was impressive. No chin strap or anything. Uh-huh. Well, did you notice though the hair sticking through the top of it? Oh, okay. Right. So I All think right. that I think it was the dew holding it on as he got into fisticuffs at a seven on seven. That fashion is your mo, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to yourself in third person, that, and then oh, you know, whatever so many, that was. So many questions with so few answers. <laughs> uh, we, I, we'll get to that text, as I mentioned, at 918 got to hear from OU and OSU fans this morning on what you expect from your team in the Big 12 tournament when it comes to basketball. In the meantime, we need to get this all done for Bryce. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, February 26th, 1938, Glenn Cunningham sets a world indoor record in 1,500-meter race at the AAU Nationals at New York's Madison Square Garden. Cunningham finishes in 3 minutes, 48 seconds. 1960, Dave Jenkins of the United States wins the figure skating gold medal at the Winter Olympics in Squaw Valley, California. 1968, 32 African nations agree to boycott the Olympics because of the presence of South Africa. 1973, Doc Hayes, American basketball coach for SMU from 47 to 67, dies in an auto accident at the age of 67. 1981, the Boston Bruins beat the Minnesota North Stars 5-1 in a game marred by fights. The team set an NHL record with 84 penalties worth 392 minutes, and 12 players are ejected. 1987, Michael Jordan scores 58 points, the most by a Chicago player in a regular season game, to lead the Bulls over the New Jersey Nets 128-113. Jordan scores almost half his points from the free throw line, hitting 26 of 27. 1987 as well, Bolt Bullets block 20 Indiana shots, tying an NBA regulation game record. 1989, Dallas Cowboys fire head coach Tom Landry after a 29-year career. 1989, New York Yankees announced that Tom Seaver is their new TV sportscaster. 2004, with hundreds of onlookers, including a man covered in ivy, singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, the foul ball made famous by Steve Bartman in the 2003 National League Championship Series is blown up at Harry Carey's Restaurant in Chicago. The infamous ball's demise is executed by Michael Antieri, a Cubs diehard fan and Oscar Award winner who has worked on similar special effects in the films Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. 2006, Sweden beats Finland 3-2 to win the Olympic men's hockey gold. Germany leaves Turin with the most overall medals with 29, 11 of them gold, while the Americans win 25 medals overall, including 9 gold. 2012, the 61st NBA All-Star Game at the Anway Center in Orlando, Florida. 
The West beat the East 152-149. to 149. MVP is Kevin Durant of the Oklahoma City Thunder. 2015, Earl Lloyd, the first African-American basketball player in the NBA, passes away at the age of 86. 2017, the 59th Daytona 500, Kurt Busch wins after Kyle Larson runs out of gas in the last lap. Jeffrey Earnhardt makes NASCAR history, the first ever fourth-generation driver to compete in the Daytona 500. And 2018, the top-ranked UConn women's basketball team completes an undefeated regular season for the 10th time in program history with an 82-53 win over number 20 South Florida. The Huskies, 29-0, 16-0 in the American, are 98-0 in games against American Athletic Conference opponents. They are 86-0 in the regular season and have won all four conference tournaments. Birthdays today, February 26th, 1946, Bobby Bingo Smith, former Cavs guard. 1954, Ted McKnight, former Chiefs running back. 1965, Alonzo Highsmith, former Oilers fullback. 1968, J.T. Snow, former Giants first baseman. 1973, Marshall Falk, Hall of Fame Rams running back. 1975, Mark DeRosa, former Braves and Cubs utility man and current MLB network analyst. 1981, Robert Mathis, former Colts defensive end. 1987, Darius Hayward Bay, former Raiders wide receiver. 1991, Ray Agnew, former Browns running back. 1997, Jesse Bates III, Bengals safety. And 1998, Jeremy Chin, Panthers safety. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. It is 6.58. It is the Blitz 1170. That is Bryce Hulse in the other room. I am Rick Corey. It's time now for us to do some not sports, shall we? What are some of the unique things that can give us a little bit of break from the weekend here? Of uh, Man, we were busy watching sports. Oh, I've got a couple of pretty interesting things here. Uh, number one, uh, a woman has decided to marry... Well, what she wanted is, and she's from England, she wanted to compliment, she wanted to kind of a com- compile her exes. Hmm. She said she really likes certain things about each one of those exes. And that's the, that's the, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Hey, notes, you know, right? We do they right. Yeah. There's something we have in common, something we don't, blah, blah, blah. And whatever some, you know, it eventually ends a relationship if it's a big enough thing. But if you can put together the perfect traits out of each of those. So she did, and she's getting married to an AI hologram. Oh, gosh. It is a hologram that has been programmed to have all those pieces from all her exes. <laughs> and that's what she's going to do. She's going mm-hmm. to marry AI Lex. Wow. Yep. And this is going to be allowed. She's Dutch, but she lives in England, and she has worked it out that they're going to let her do it. There's even a picture of her here with the AI guy. Leaning up against each other, wearing hoodies. Is, is it car. like a robot, or it's it's a hologram? It's a hologram. Man. Yeah, it does. There are going to be some issues. <laughs> Could you imagine an AI hologram being like, "We need to see other people" or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> she, I need to see she, other holograms. <laughs> <laughs> if she if she talks to him enough, and he's like generating this idea that you know what? I need to see. Other it's holograms. not you. It's me. No, it's you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. It's you. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not me. It's not you. It's me. I can't take it's your you. programming. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I can't take you. Uh, so good. God bless her. I hope things go well. I think she will find some things are problematic. You know, you're yeah. not going to be able to split some things. And there are a couple other things that are going to be harder to do. Um, <laughs> all right. So a bride is being slammed. And I mean slammed because in her wedding invitations, there is a bill. Uh, she's uh, she's going to invite everybody, but at the same time, she's going to charge them for food. You wow. you have to pay forty dollars per adult and twenty bucks for kids under twelve to get into the wedding. 
to get into the wedding. Mm-hmm. Golly. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It says, in lieu of traditional gifts, we kindly request that you just contribute toward the cost of this big reception buffet. So, so they're, they're not asking an, for gifts. That's a, that's better, I think. It is. And how much would you... Not, not like a better idea, but that's better than what I thought was Yeah, because if you're asking for, you know, if you're asking for a blender and the 40 bucks... Yeah. Okay, what would you generally spend on a wedding present? Just out, just normally? Uh... I, I would assume you probably haven't been to a lot yet, have you? No, I've I've been the type to be able. I've I've been tagging along for weddings. <laughs> uh, You've been the plus one. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, how much does a toaster cost, Rick? Depends on how good the toaster is. I'd say average. My wife just bought one for us because our old one, which was twenty years old, finally wouldn't. I mean, we'd only <laughs> warm <toast>. bread, right? <laughs> you could get the bread really warm, but it wouldn't get crisp. Um, I think she paid twenty five dollars. Okay. Or That's like worth that. it. Yeah, but you got to find we'll, we'll out. We'll round up to 30. Okay, but you got to find out where they're registered, you know. So, yeah. I mean, nowadays it's going to be at a place that is not Target or Walmart for the most part. Unfortunately. Well, she's getting all kinds of garbage from this, really basically charging if you want to be a part of the wedding. I don't know what yeah. you think. 918-262-5072. We have a study here of the 10 most relaxing cities in America. So if you one day just say, you know what, this is it, I'm all stressed out, end of my career, I want to move somewhere, and I want to be relaxed the entire time. Almost all of them, not surprisingly, are on coasts. There's only one, one that's not in a either a coastal or very close to a coastal city. Okay. <laughs> there's, I mean, I'll let you, I'll ask you for a guess, but there's no chance in hell you'd ever guess this. <laughs> I know this town, but I've only, because I've driven through it, Never stopped, and I can't imagine. But that one, take just take a wild guess. Where in the country do you think it would be? Just give me a state. If you think of relaxation in a state that's not on a coast, what do you think of? Great Falls, Montana. You're not very far away, Lakewood, Colorado. Oh, okay. So if you want to retire and you don't want to be on a coast, go to Lakewood, Colorado. The other places, Alexandria, Virginia, Fort Lauderdale, and Hollywood, Florida, which are basically the same thing, uh, Bellevue, Washington. Hayward, California. The number one is Glendale, California. Corona, California is in there at number nine. Garden Grove is number two. Now, that one makes me laugh, and I'll explain why in a minute. Huntington Beach is in there at number six, all those in California. Huntington Beach is wonderful. I like it there. Garden Grove is really basically Anaheim. It's the southern part of Anaheim. And there are some wonderful things in Garden Grove, I'll admit. There's a restaurant there called Felix's that is... Every year, the best plate of food I have. It's fantastic. There are a couple of really cool things. There's a little Galleria there. Orange California is right there, all that. But I just don't know why they'd say relaxing because, I mean, it is part of that southern part of L.A. and traffic's a mess and blah, blah, blah. Relaxation doesn't typically. It it doesn't come to mind when I say it. I, I I can tell you there's some good things to do there, but it still surprises me. Now, normally I don't do this one because... We have a prep service, and I've explained what those things are. We have a prep service that every day we'll go through a couple of different things like, all right, um, in this case, it's what are some of the strangest things that you saw at weddings? And there's another one. Uh, What's a Gen Z stereotype you think is completely accurate? And they call those topics for social media. They're trying to help you you Mm -hmm. move along social media. Normally, I ignore those things, and I move right on to the stuff we're looking for. But this one kind of stopped me. What's the most unprofessional thing a doctor has ever said to you? And it is an interesting question, but here's oh. why here's why it made me laugh. <laughs> and, and boy, I, this is not going to sound great, but I'm I'm sorry. This the very first line it says right before a breast exam, 
And she says in her own way, I am not terribly well endowed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The doctor said, well, this won't take long. Gosh. Wow. Wow. It's like. It's like if I'm already self-deprecating, Holy you don't cow. you don't need to pile on. Oh my! Can the you top rope? Walk out, walk away, lawsuit, something. Can yeah. you imagine? Holy man! Um, well, it made me laugh. I mean, and uh, she kind of obviously had a sense of humor. Or she wouldn't have told somebody, right? But still, I'm oh whew, man. I don't know that. <laughs> And one doctor said to somebody, well, you shouldn't have had kids if you didn't want it to hurt. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, I, you've Very been around blunt a, doctors. We've all been around a lot of doctors. I've, I've been around more than your average because of Lindsay's issues. Most of the time, really good people. But, I mean, yeah, I know some of them can have the bedside manner of a bowling ball. But that <laughs> one right there, that one, that one got me. Oh, that big AT&T outage they had, they're going to, you know, I have heard people say, well, are we going to get money back for that? You are. Ooh. You know how much? How much? Five whole dollars. Are they going to split that up into payments? Or? <laughs> yeah, right. It goes out over the. You know, it goes. It's over thirty-two months, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so however, however much you still owe on that phone that was free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then they'll just. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's going to be five whole dollars that they give you off of however long you had the the service. Uh, you know, we have a leap year, right? Uh, and do you yeah. know what the leap year is for, according to important people? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Does that have to do with space? I don't know. Uh, well, it has to do with, apparently, according to the Jet Propulsion Library at the California Institute of Technology, it keeps the months in sync with annual events, including equinoxes and solstices. So according to one professor, and it's, it's true, it would take a while, the you know 365 years is not really a day. It really takes 365 years and about six hours, according to NASA, for the Earth to go all the way around the sun. But if you didn't have the leap year, then things would change every year a little bit, right? When it comes to minutes and overall. So in the in the past 500 years, we've had several leap years, and one of the professors said if you don't have a leap year within, and I didn't, I can't remember the time frame, but it was several hundred years. Christmas would be in like August. Ooh, and it's and, and that would be any fun, right? And he said, "Do you want Christmas when it's you know 103? Uh, because that's what would happen. Now we'd Thanks. all be dead, but yeah. somebody somewhere would would have would have it happen that way. So that's why. Oh, by the way, there is a. <clears throat> I'm going to read exactly what this says: violent diarrhea-inducing stomach bug spreading in the Northeast, huh. and it is apparently incredibly contagious. And oh, I, I have seen some uh, some um, reports on this one sending you straight into mm-hmm. the water closet for a number of reasons. Violently. And leaving you there. And it says one particle of this virus, one particle, and you will get it. Uh, right. Uh, right now they said the highest positivity rate is New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. But as we all know, those things spread. And look, I'm not telling you there's a pandemic coming or any of that kind of garbage. I'm just telling you, uh, be careful. Be extra diligent because as these things spread, washing your hands, doing all those mm-hmm. things, once again, will be very, very, very important. All right, let's get a few birthdays, shall we? Because I don't think we can top a few of these. Oh, one other thing quickly, and it's kind of partially sports. Um, apparently, Taylor Swift has laid down some of the rules 
for Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Things you can't do. Mm, if you want to be with T Swift. Correct. If you want to if you want to keep experiencing the greatness that is. Yeah. No strip clubs. All right. That should that should be easy, right? I don't think that's. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, one would think. Now he's going. He's leaving Australia, unless he already has, and he's going straight to Vegas with Mahomes. <laughs> mm. Does that count like shows? Because in many of those shows out there, they are sans tops. This this comes to the responsibility of Mahomes now. Because you know, when you th- when you think about it, when they were at the I don't know if you saw the clip of them at the White House and, uh-huh. and him just walking up to the podium, Mahomes having to be like, up, oh, up, oh, nope, you're, you can't say anything, push him away. Yeah, Mahomes you took know? him. Yeah, took he's gonna, have to, he's gonna have to do versions of that uh, even in Vegas. I feel like. So I, I just think it's gonna be a little harder, uh, you know, in Vegas because there again many of those shows you you got temptations. Gotta, yeah, it, it can there it can happen, but that's apparently one of the rules. No strip clubs if you want to be with T Swift. I follow that, Taylor. Yeah, all right. So some celebrity birthdays today. Who do we have? Who do we have? Who do we have? Let's see here. Looking up and down. Oh, are you kidding me? The best that we can do is the uh, the girl from Shark Boy and Lava Girl, <laughs> Taylor Dooley. That's uh, a, well, okay. Mark uh, Mark DeCacos from uh, Hawaii Five-0. He is 60 ah. today. Um, uh, yeah, the original. Uh, Greg Ger- uh, German from Ally McBeal is 66. Really, there's almost no one. Uh, musically, let's see, who do we have? Uh, uh, Jonathan Cain from Journey is 74. Michael Bolton, mm-hmm. who I mm-hmm. cannot stand, is 71. <laughs> uh, I just don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I only know him because uh, of Office Space. What's that? I only know him because of Office Space. Oh, One of the characters' names right, is yeah, Michael right, Bolton, right. and he, he hates being compared to him. You know, it's, it's great. consistently. Yeah. Well, he had his set. He had his hits. There's no doubt. Uh, Rodney Hayden, a country artist, is 44 today. Really, not that many. And that's a mm. look at this day in sports history. Seven Eleven on the Blitz. Eleven seventy. Couple of texts we will read here at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. And we'd like more of you OU and OSU fans on there. I really, especially want to know. We, you know, we're we're a game away from heading to. to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. Considering what this league has done in consuming itself this year and how we know who can be beaten and what that's really everybody, what do you expect from your team? Oklahoma State has showed great fire here at the end of the year, winning two in a row and almost that third. Oklahoma had a very – that's a hell of a, a win against Oklahoma State in a packed GIA. Where are we headed? What do you think they'll be doing? 918-262-5072. We'll have the Blitz bus coming up at 750. Teddy Owens from Hall and & Hall. And we still have to get into Rick Pitino from the weekend because, yeah, he's still making news. All to come here inside the Tulsa Oilers studio on the Blitz 1170. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder ran past the Houston Rockets 123-110 to last night. Shea Gilgis-Alexander led the Thunder with 36 points. Chet Holmgren had 29. This is the Thunder's fifth straight win, and it moves them to a tie with Minnesota for first place in the West. And the final Bedlam basketball game for the foreseeable future did not disappoint as the Sooners beat the Cowboys in an OT Classic 84-82. The Cowboys had three players with 20 points. Small and Williams with 21. Eric Daly had 20. OU had five players in double figures led by Rivaldo Soares who had 20 off the bench. But it was Javion McCollum with the buzzer-beating three-point dagger to end it. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Several of you have done that. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Thank you for it. We'll get to those texts. I, pro- I promise you, Gary Ann and Wade, we'll do that here in a moment. It's 717, though, right here at the Blitz 1170. It's time for us to do this. We suck. Every week, at least one coach or one player has an epic meltdown. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. The second half, we suck. The Bears are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I'm like, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Okay. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Let me pass, block, block. We'll run the ball. What else do you want to know? Or makes a bad decision. Ozuna's back out of room. Oh my goodness, what in the world happened to him? He misread it badly. I don't know if he's embarrassed or hurt. We're here to point it out every Monday. It's time now for the Blitz Bust. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. <laughs> It's 718 on the Blitz 1170. Time for the Blitz bust. It's so much. You know what? I got I'm just going to be really honest. I love doing this one during football. It's a little harder sometimes during basketball. You do have yeah. a lot to pick from. You know, though, though there's so many sports, so there are a lot of things you can choose around uh, college and professional sports at this time. Normally I start. I'm actually going to start with you, Bryce. So what is your bust for the weekend? I have a couple. Uh, the first one that I thought of was 15th ranked Creighton losing to St. John's. We'll obviously get more into Rick Patino on that. But St. Uh, Creighton. They didn't the, just lose. They got lit up. And and that's my issue is, you know, they've had impressive wins, obviously beating UConn, which mm-hmm. no one's been able to really do. Uh, they've lost to UNLV earlier this year by quite a big margin. So um, Creighton, just one of those teams that just hasn't been able to really get over the hump in terms of being one of those elite teams. And they certainly had an opportunity this time to extinguish the fire of a, a St. John's team that's starting to get on a roll and they just couldn't do it. My other blitz bust would have to be OSU wrestling. Uh, sorry to pile on, but it's just, I, I think it's just a very disappointing outing, uh, for such a big crowd. And just, again, a big reminder of just how far they still are from uh, those two teams in the Big Ten. Honestly, that that's mine as well. And I hate to say it, it just like you do because I like that program. I love the history of that program. I know how important it is. As a matter of fact, I, you know, last week I'd mentioned someone had texted. And there's always sp- social media, fu- you know, I'm not going to call them fights. Social media discourse between oh, you know, issue fans, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, with this being the last year in some things because of the split to the SEC, I'm seeing a lot of well, here's how Bedlam has gone overall this year, and it, by the way, it's heavily in Oklahoma State's favor as of right now. No, I know this is not Bedlam; it's different, but the Iowa Oklahoma State and wrestling has a Bedlam feel uh, right. from a standpoint of history of the two. And they're Mount Rushmore's in the sport. They are. They absolutely are. You mentioned the Penn State's, Iowa State was at one time, Oklahoma was at one time, mm-hmm. and there were others that were. Minnesota had a run doing that, and but there have been others who were. But they really, when you talk back a history of college wrestling, Oklahoma State and Iowa just stand out. There's no question. So it's got a bedlam feel to it for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, someone had said a couple of weeks ago that Oklahoma State was leading and that, hey, you know what, uh, they won the, the bedlam wrestling match. And somebody shot back with, who, nobody cares about wrestling. And yesterday, yesterday, I, I saw a picture on Twitter standing in line trying to get into GIA. 
with over 13,700 in there for wrestling. And it said, yeah, right, nobody cares. Right. You know, so people, my point is they do care. They do care. And even John Smith, you heard what he said. He said, well, I didn't expect that. That's for damn sure. I mean, that's how he opened his news conference. And then he went on to say exactly what Bryce said. Look, my team's just not tough enough. We haven't been roughed up. We haven't been, you know, Iowa lost a couple of duels. They got manhandled by a couple of people, and it made them tougher, and he didn't think that happened for his team. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he can tell them all day long, and he can be in there in the match, and that's one of the toughest humans to ever live. And right now can probably roll in there and beat half his guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure they pay attention. But maybe they just paid more attention and yeah. found out. And, again, we don't want to pile on, and I certainly don't think – this is the end all. As a matter of fact, I think this is the kind of thing that can light a little fire under your rump. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think that we saw bright spots I, again. I don't think those were. Oh, yeah. I don't think those were, those were flukes uh, against Missouri and uh, Iowa State. NC State was a top five team. Mm-hmm. So I think having Coleman Scott on the staff now is generating uh, a, a feel of bringing back the culture of OSU wrestling in terms of having just that swagger intertwined with you. Um, it's just, it's a work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is just another uh, building building stone, but we're, we're not quite as close as we thought we were to seeing OSU wrestling back. How much different would that be had A.J. Ferrari not had a meltdown? Because we know without him, look, look without him to begin with going 14-0, uh, to me, is fairly impressive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've seen lately that he's wrestling well. Uh, yeah. But him having the, the unfortunate problems and having to exit, how much better would this team be with him? I mean, in, in, in terms of that one weight class, uh, you know, he was number one as a freshman. Yep. So it, it would make at least a, di- a difference from for for one weight class, right, possibly. But I know that's it, not everybody. And that's, and that's not everybody. But, you know, he is just uh, – I, I know he's a kid, but – I think that they are just so much better off oh, because yeah. of the embarrassing stuff that he's done. No, no, I, I get done. it. I, so, I, and and I, 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 know, I know you agree with that. But. I absolutely agree with that. I'm just saying at the end of the day, had he not been mm-hmm. that guy, had he been someone with a little more maturity, right. had he been Dayton Fix, yeah. you know, who is a different cat. And that's, you know, when you look at, the, at how good they are, I mean, that's the one place. And again, you said that's only one weight. It is. However, it takes a lot of one weights to make a team. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, with Dayton Fix, you've got to win. Or or at least you got a guy who is going to be in the mix no matter what at the end, and you're going to lose that. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have it, and so it's the A.J. Ferraris. It's the talent level of an A.J. Ferrari that you didn't have who you can look at at a weight class. There's that guy. Who do they have when Dayton Fix moves on? And you said they've got young guys. They'll get better. Uh, But that, to me, was a real bust problem as well. I have one other, and it's fans across the country, because with the injury to Kyle Filipowski this weekend at Duke, I absolutely believe there's got to be a – you know, we almost had it with Caitlin Clark earlier at Mm -hmm. Iowa. Court storming has to end. And I saw what I think is probably the best way to end it. And someone said, look, we just basically – what we do – is we make we tell the fans give the teams two minutes to get off the floor and then it's yours Uh, or give the teams five minutes to get off the football field and then it's yours 
Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen as much in football. Guys are padded and they're bigger and stronger and all those things. In this case with Filipowski, and I've seen people, and look, I know everybody hates Duke. I get that. And I know Filipowski is about to become almost Christian Leitner. He, he's not He's not playing at that level, but he's just this big guy that he, he a lot fits, of people... He fits the mold in people's he eyes, does. right? Yes, I mean, he does. Just... So I know there are a lot of people out there who don't give to because <clears throat> it's Duke and because it's him. But if you look at the film, and I've seen people on social media, he initiated the contract, contact, and that's garbage. The kid, and then somebody said, well, the kid tried to hurt him. That's garbage, too. Look at the film, and especially from above, because they've got an above shot. The kid's just storming the court. Philip Filipowski's trying to get off, and they collide at an odd angle, and it hurts his knee. And you mm-hmm. see, I mean, at the collision, it's not, oh, God, it's ugly. Yeah. What happens with the knee? Now, I hope he's okay and doesn't miss a ton of time. I haven't actually read up on late as late as yeah yesterday afternoon about how the injury is. But this this has to end. Someone's going to get seriously hurt. As it stands, when they do it in football and they drag down the goalposts, you know, it's already happened a couple of times that people have been hit by it. Someone's going to get killed by one of those at some point. One of those yeah. big metal goalposts comes down on the head. Again, I saw a, a, a video from some student, I remember at Bedlam, of just a front view of that mm-hmm. right right next to the goalposts and the the speed that it came down, oh, yeah. people don't realize. You don't. And then if once it snaps at the base, what happens? Does any of that fly off and become shrapnel? Somebody lose yeah. an eye or get it embedded in a head or any of those things, stranger things can happen. Court stormings and field stormings have got to stop. I don't know how you put an end to it. I really don't know that you can get enough people in there. And I know many times security will try to help. I mean, there's the famous <laughs> shot of the really big dude knocking down the woman who's trying to run on the court. And I can't remember where well, last was, year. Was it the field? Uh, it was at Tennessee, wasn't it? Maybe it was. I can't or, remember where. Was it like Tennessee? Or, it was one of the SEC schools, yeah. And the security guy sh- shoulder checking her. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. About a 300-pound sh- uh, dude who uh, looks like, um, well, anyway. And, yeah, and, and he did as she comes running on. And she goes flying sideways. And mm-hmm. But that's his job, so to speak. He shouldn't have done that. But we've got to find a way to stop that. And especially, I think, in basketball because again players are not as well padded uh you know, kids coming off or people coming off you could have ill intent you literally yeah. could have ill intent and some and probably get away with it in a melee like that well because even in the filipowski video you can see people don't really mention it but there's a guy coming from behind by filipowski who kind of shoves him shoves a little him. bit in the mm-hmm. back yep you know and i think i don't think again he was trying to hurt him i think more than anything he was trying to get him out of the way because mm-hmm. he was trying to go somewhere. And when yeah. you're when you're storming the court, and those are Wake Forest fans, by the way, when you're storming the court, you're trying to get to your guys. And, and you're going to do it just to try to pat them on the back. And I, I really still don't understand that because so if you pat somebody on the back and now you have their sweat in your hand, that's a complete day for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't get that either. <clears throat> I understand the storming from the standpoint of kids are excited, and I get all that, which is why I really don't think we ought to take it away. Let's just find a way to, to do something better. Give them two minutes to get off the basketball court. Give them five to get off a football field, whatever, and then you can go. Now, you make that announcement, there's always going to be some stupidity, some people like, well, I'm going to go now, though. You can't tell me what to do and all those kinds of things. Well, if every if if when that happens, let's say you tell them two minutes and then you start having violators. If when that happens, you you clamp down right then, and I'm talking about whatever time kind of security it, it, it requires, and you take the people who violated that yes. and you're done. Mm-hmm. You can never come back in this arena again, ever. Yeah, I would. I would say detain them. <laughs> I, 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 well, you, know? you could do that too, but yeah. I would kick them out. But yeah, like for good. Yeah. 
you're not going to be able to come back when you're 40. You're not going to come back when you're 50. You're not going to be able to tell me you were sorry when you're 60. You're done. And you tell them that ahead of time. Look, you do this. Here are the consequences. It's mm-hmm. not any different than trying to raise kids the right way. Mm-hmm. If you do this, here's what's going to happen. And you better hold up to it. Because if not, what are they we'll going to do? We'll make an example, right? Yep. And I just, I mean, it angers me. And it angers me that people are okay with it because it's a certain program. And not because I'm a, not because I'm a Duke fan. I don't care who it could, it could have been St. Mary's State. I don't mm-hmm. care. If you hate a program but you think it's funny or okay because somebody got hurt, then we can't be friends. Mm-hmm. I, I just it, it angers me for for all the. I just think I think the the whole thing. I get the excitement of it, but it makes me mad. And I, and I realize when it comes to security, can you hire enough people to do that? Mm-hmm. How do you? I don't know. I I don't have the answer, but it has to end before more people get hurt and somebody more seriously and possibly one of those fans. Who gets yeah. body slammed by a player who sees him coming and doesn't want to be what know anything to do with it? Now let's be honest. If you're running out of the stands onto the court, you're not as good an athlete as they are. <laughs> you're you're invading that space. Yep, <laughs> yep. Literally. You might as well be in the ocean with a shark. And if you go anywhere near them and they decide to pick you up and drop you on your head, your problem. That that's what I've definitely thought about one of the new trends that you saw in football was students running up with their phones to players' mm-hmm. faces. Try, and yep. I remember thinking, you know, violence isn't the answer, but whatever happens to you, I don't feel bad. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, right. and some you of make them your were, own bed. Yeah, there were many of them who were coming up not to, you know, take a selfie, but to your point, were coming up to scream at guys and degrade yeah. them and, you know, and cuss at them and that kind of thing. Well, we've seen what happens sometimes when, and the NFL and college football both are really good about this. If some idiot runs on the field like the streaker, they don't show mm. them. Right. Right. And you shouldn't because then you're giving them exactly what they want, is, and that's promotion. Oh, look, there's me. Mm-hmm. Morons want that. But what are we seeing more and more commonly when someone runs out there? A player just cleans their clock. <laughs> yeah. You deserve it. You, you get what you deserve right there. And I'm with you. You run up to a guy, stick your phone in his face and start that. If he decides right there to break several of your bones. <laughs> then I'm going to look the other way. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to say I hope you got good insurance. 731, That looks that's it for the Blitz bust here on the Blitz 1170. Pardon me. I get angry about that part. That really gets to me. Uh, he is uh, Bryce Hall. He's the one who's more level-headed. I'm Rick Corey. I'm, I'll mm. calm down here in a moment. I'm going to take a nice big slug of my Gatorade Zero, and we'll, <laughs> and we'll move on from there. You're your text at 918-262-5072. As a matter of fact, if you have a better way to end court storming, I mean, outside snipers, let me know at 918-262-5072. It's our neuropathy treatment clinic Oklahoma text Tango line. down. You know, I'm laughing. Rubber bullets? I know I can't do that. Yeah. Coming up next, Teddy Owens. Well, coming up shortly, Teddy Owens, little Holland Hall basketball. Uh, and we also want to get to you the final call of that OSU game against Arkansas and the suicide squeeze. What a brilliant play in baseball. We'll do that two here on the blitz the blitz text line is always open 918-262-5072 you can text us anything you want at any time from the oklahoma sports desk it's time for a two-minute drill on the blitz 1170 and streaming on the blitz 1170 app oklahoma state baseball went two and one at globe life field over the weekend the pokes beat michigan nine to three on friday second ranked arkansas two to one in 14 innings on saturday then dropped their last game against fourth ranked oregon state last night eight to one the cowboys will be at dallas baptist on tuesday 
OU Baseball had a successful weekend going 3-1 against Wright State. They won the first three matchups by a combined score of 44-12 before dropping the final game 12-2. Next up for the Sooners, it's a matchup with the Pitt Panthers in Vegas on Friday. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. And Bryce Hall, 738 here on the Blitz 1170. He's in the next room. I'm Rick Corey here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Remember, when the Oilers are on one Sunday, you have a chance to skate with the players. It's called Sunday Fun Day, and you can do that anytime the Oilers are home on that Sunday. Speaking of the Oilers, they had Bedlam Hockey before them. That hockey game goes to Oklahoma 5-3. I know a guy who was there how was the crowd crowd was pretty good um i I don't know the exact numbers just yet i think last year was seven thousand or Mm -hmm. something like that um it looked to be about about that much i mean even the uh the third section Mm -hmm. you know the third tier was uh, had had quite a few people. I mean, that's had where it. I was at, and yeah. you know, it, it wasn't uh, lonely up there. So no, good, 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 good. Well, I mean, so we thought they would have a decent crowd. It was before mm-hmm. the Oilers game, so you got yeah. a double header. That's a, yeah, that's a yeah. Good you deal could for go to money. you could go to both games if you wanted with that one ticket. This was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good deal for your cash. All right, so I said we had a couple of texts. We'll get to those here. Uh, Teddy Owens will be with us from Hall and Hall in just a few minutes. We got high school basketball over the weekend as well in playoff mode, tournament time. Uh, all right, so we had one text early that came from Gary Ann. She's a big Hog fan, and it said, Friday night, Hog pitcher Hagen Smith, 17 strikeouts in six innings. Amazing. Hated losing to Oklahoma State, a good team, but I expect the Hogs will have a good year. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think they will have a good year. And if you haven't heard it yet, I mean, you talk about an absolute classic, and I mean classic when it comes to, to baseball. Oklahoma State and Arkansas are locked up in this fantastic game. We're now 14 innings in, which, by the way, is the longest game ever at Globe Life. Wow. And they're playing, of course, in Arlington. The Cowboys had already won one against Michigan on Friday. Now we're in the Saturday game in the 14th inning, and here's how it ends. Puts the punt down. Here's a squeeze, and the Cowboys win it. The marathon in Arlington is over in 14 innings. Oklahoma State. A suicide squeeze to win the game. And someone asked uh, Josh Fields afterwards why that. He goes, I just didn't want to wait around anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to either win it or not win it and move on down the road, which I thought was, yeah, hey, come on. That's, that's a great attitude there. So what a win for the Cowboys. And then, you know, they go out and they did lose to Oregon State on Sunday 8-1. to one. But let's be honest, that's a really good Oregon State team. They're ranked, what, Fourth. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, I was yeah, Arkansas say is second, so it's a tough lineup, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice – I mean, they beat Michigan 9-3. Okay, and that's a Big Ten team. Then they beat Arkansas 2-1-14 to on the suicide squeeze, and then they lose to Oregon State. Uh, Oklahoma State, as we said, um, uh, over Wright State, not not a real problem. Three, They went 3-1. and one. They won those – Combined games by forty-four to twelve, mm-hmm. before they got beat on Sunday, twelve to two. Uh, really impressive day, I thought. Uh, for well, really impressive weekend, really from both. And then softball did the same thing. For goodness' sake, Oklahoma, you know, they beat Seattle eight nothing, Loyola Marymount nine nothing, and they beat Mississippi State nine three, Wisconsin ten to two, and San Diego State seven to nothing. As a matter of fact, let me find it here. I have um, uh, a weekend wrap up. Here we go. 
Oklahoma softball through the numbers or by the numbers through week three. 14 and 0 record, 3 and 0 against top 25, seven wins via the set the run rule, 110 runs scored, 12 runs allowed. <laughs> Their combined score is 110 to 12. <laughs> Jeez. The other teams were able to get 12. Yeah, wow. I know. 22 home runs, nine shutouts, four errors, 88 strikeouts through 86 innings, 67-game active winning streak. See you in June. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> For anyone, and I mean anyone, who schedules them, I mean, you have to if you're in the Big 12. <laughs> I mm-hmm. get it. But anybody else who schedules them just has to just, I mean, you can all day long if you're that other coach. Here's the best opportunity. Look at the and that's what coaches like to lean on, right? When you're an underdog going to play a team a lot better than you, the number of we have a fantastic opportunity in front of us speeches I've heard. My gosh. <laughs> and it's legendary. And they're all the same. The words are moved around a little bit differently. You know, it's like a word salad. You just put it where you want it. Mm. But they all say the same thing. And what they're really saying is, look, that team's better. We know that on paper, right? It's kind of the Herb Brooks miracle on ice speech. If we mm-hmm. played them nine time, ten times, they'd win nine, but not tonight. Tonight, it's your night. And yeah. that team, of course, went out and won, the American hockey team. But coaches have been doing that for centuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, we have this great opportunity in front of us, which basically means we have very little chance to win this game. However, we can... But it's got to be our night. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's what I remember when they faced Hofstra to start the NCAA tournament last mm-hmm. year. I saw a picture pop up from one of the OU writers who shared it of Hofstra kind of getting prepared the night mm-hmm. before, settling in uh, to Norman. And there was a point where they were in one of these like kind of hotel activity rooms mm-hmm. and what was on the TV that they were watching the night before was Miracle. <laughs> Miracle, yeah. You know, and it's like that's the kind of attitude that mm-hmm. – Everybody has to have against OU, not mm-hmm. just Hofstra. And in that speech that Herb Brooks made, not word for word, but the same thing gets made daily or yearly or monthly or weekly around college sports and probably some other places too when you're going up against somebody like that. But when you're going up against what Oklahoma softball has done lately, I don't know how you do anything other than just say, look, let's just get through this. <laughs> I mean, this is like, it's like leaving on a trip and going, there's going to be a head on. At some point, mm-hmm. let's just hope we all survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like that. Uh, when you're talking about it, it's just, oh, I cannot imagine uh, what, it's, what it's like. Hey, congratulations, challenge yourself, do what you can do, but they just keep getting better. And then OSU didn't have a bad weekend. They beat Yale 10-1, to Pittsburgh 1-0, to and Loyola Chicago 6 nothing in their softball weekend. Again, let's just get this state is where it's at, right? There's no question about that. By the way, I found the actual Coach Holiday post game quote after that Arkansas OSU game. We decided to try to win the game rather than sit back and have the game keep coming over to us. Basically, we're going to win or we're going to lose, or we're going to put ourselves in a position where we have a more tough time. All right, I mentioned I would ask a couple of texts here at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two, and I want to hear from OU and OSU basketball fans, and that is exactly what is it you expect, and and do you want to see from your team during the Big Twelve tournament? Yes, it would be wonderful to make a run and win. It would be wonderful. I get that, but we also are somewhat realistic about the fact it's a really good league. And it has consumed itself some a little bit this year, which is going to happen. But we do know that the Iowa States, the, the Houstons, and the Kansases of the world, and at, depending on the day, Baylor, 
are just really good. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be favorites, there's no doubt. Well, you have a BYU team that can be difficult to beat. You've got a Central Florida team that's upset people. you got a really gritty Cincinnati team. I mean, you've got others to look at. Tech? I mean, Tech gets ranked and then ends up throwing up their, you know, their, their well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> then they end up going the other direction. You, you never think, know when they're going to be back. You think they're an easy out? No. I mean, is, who's an easy out in this tournament? You, you want to say OSU or West Virginia, but even West K-State Virginia. K-State at times? K-State at times. Probably, uh, they've probably been trending downwards. Yeah, but it's hard. I mean, that's um, considering what happened last yeah, year. You but say if, Tyler, if Tyler Perry is on, yeah. they can beat anybody. Right. Uh, so uh, Wade here texted and said, my hope is we're able to finish the men's basketball regular season with two more wins, potentially UCF, BYU. Then we win one in the tournament. He said, if we do that, that meets my expectations. Okay. Right, is and that I, fair? And I think that, you think that's fair? I, I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's what ultimately brings Boynton back, probably. Again, because I, I I have to – I know we have Teddy coming up, so I'm not mm. going to get fully into it. But one thing that I thought about was after this past game, this was the first time this season that after a loss, I just genuinely felt sorry for them. Mm. You know, I just genuinely felt – so because even on that final play – Jamiron Keller played really good they, defense. They defended well. Uh, they played a really tough game, a really gritty rivalry game in front of a packed crowd, and and they've you've seen a difference over the past three or four games since uh, the NIL speech. Since the NIL speech, and I you know I can't imagine that that speech excited them or anything, but something happened either in the locker room or maybe the players themselves who got together and said, look, this has to end. Here's what we do. And look, and realistically, so you got UCF coming in Wednesday, and that's certainly winnable. For sure. Right? That's absolutely mm-hmm. winnable. Then you go to Texas. That's tough. I mean, we didn't even mention Texas when we talked about the tournament, and they're dangerous. Yeah. Then you got Texas Tech coming to Stillwater. Again, Oof. winnable, mm-hmm. but that's a good team. And then you go to BYU, a team that we know has been well, – even Porter Moser said, look, when it comes to just good basic guard play and such, they're as good as anybody in the league. And a v- so, very tough place to play. So last four, are you happy with two and two? Uh, I, <laughs> it's hard to say happy, but yeah. like I, content I, I, I'd, be, I'd be content-ish with it. And, and then um, you win one in the tournament. Yeah. So the same thing Wade's saying. And win three out of your last at least five. And I think that brings the the more likely scenario that I'm slowly becoming more okay with, which is, uh, <laughs> which is Boynton <laughs> being able to bring this young core back. I, I'm becoming more okay with the idea of uh, finding a way to keep this young core together because they're really starting to impress me. What's What's funny about that, Rick? Uh, and, uh, I, it's there's nothing really funny. It's because the bar is so low for me right no, now. No, 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 no. It's not. It's it, well, we have to get you right. We have to get to Teddy. There's so much <laughs> to get into. When you like a coach, and I've been doing this a long time. When you like a coach, even when professionally you're reporting what you need to report, it is so hard to watch them get fired. Oh yeah. And many times, just the media liking a coach can make a difference in extending a coach's career. Because if the media points out everything they think is a bad call, a bad play, a bad decision, and sometimes when you like a guy, whether you're doing it on purpose or most of the time you're not doing it on purpose, you're just easier on him. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's not quite the same as it used to be because there was a time when there was only five or six media outlets, and now there's a billion because of, you know, podcasts and blogs and you name it. Yeah. And so it is far more likely there's going to be somebody out there pointing out every mistake and every detail than there used to be. Whether it gets consumed by everybody, now that's different because there's still, quote-unquote, mainstream media. But I've thought that there's at least two college football coaches in this state that I can tell I would name because I'm not going to say it out loud right here. Find you on the street someday and ask that I know their careers were extended by good treatment from the media Mm. Uh, just because guys liked them and they weren't going out of the way to write lies. You were just more gentle about the way you did it. And it really just had to do with the feelings of that person. So and with Mike Moynton, I don't know anyone who doesn't like him. You might know. you might think to yourselves he's not doing the job. I might think he's doing the job, but I don't know anybody who doesn't like him. And with that being right. the case, when you like somebody, it's so much harder to watch the end of some of those kinds of things. But I'm with you, and I think if at least if you can win three out of these five, and at least five, you win one in the tournament and you move on, then you know win two, three out of six, if you will. And I I think he's pretty secure. Seven fifty one of the Blitz, eleven seventy. Let us know what you think at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. When we come back, Teddy Owens from up in Holland Hall. We got some high school playoff basketball to talk about here on the Blitz. The Blitz, eleven seventy. Your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane took down the Charlotte 49ers with a comeback victory on Saturday, 69-67. Jared Garcia led the way with a 24-point performance. Next up for the Hurricane is a Wednesday road trip to UTSA for a 7 o'clock tip. Pre-game will start at 6.30 over on Big Country 99.5. And the Oklahoma City Thunder ran past the Houston Rockets, 123-110 to last night. Shea Gilgis-Alexander led the Thunder with 36 points. Chet Holmgren added 29. This is the Thunder's fifth straight win, and it moves them to a tie with Minnesota for the first place in the Western Conference. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holse on the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app.